You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we're in the fourth chapter now of Shukalem. We've collected the half shekels. We've put them in the storehouse. We've allocated them out three times a year at the time of the three foot festivals to buy uh, offerings. And we talk in a little bit of detail about what actually we're going to spend the money on. And we found that they cover not just offerings, but all kinds of public works that are required for the city of Jerusalem. But then we have to ask and answer the questions. What are we going to do if there's any money left over? What are we going to do with surplus funds? And of course, this is a question which every treasurer of a public institution, even today, needs to figure out. So as we come into this question, we come uncannily close to questions which, um, we, which disturb us today. So picking up then at the third Mishnah, the fourth chapter, the Mishnah asks, Mutar what do they do with the surplus of the remainder in the chamber? And we're talking about now with the remainder of the cash in the chamber. So we've got to the first of Nisan. We've got to the end of the calendar year of the sanctuary. We're collecting new funds for the next new year. If there are funds left over from the old year, well, what can we do? And the Mishnah answers, or the first opinion in the Mishnah answers, we'll see in a minute, this is not the halacha. But the first opinion in the Mishnah is, According to Rabbi Yishmael, we're going to buy wines and oils and fine flowers, and the profit is going to belong to the temple. What does Rabbi Ishmael mean? He means that we're going to buy these commodities at market prices. But when pilgrims come along to bring offerings, and maybe they haven't brought their own offering, maybe they've just brought money and they need to convert that money into wines and oils and fine flowers, maybe at that point we'll sell them some of our stock and we'll sell them at a profit. And that way we can finance the activities of the Beit Midrash. And Rabbi Akiva is going to disagree. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Ein mistakrin Michel Hekdesh. You can't trade with temple property. And then he goes on, Velo Michel Aniyim. And neither can you trade with property of the poor. In other words, property set aside to, for you know, debt, debt relief for the poor, for, for charity. And I can't help observing, as we look at this Mishnah, that Rabbi Ishmael is speaking in the time of the Mishnah. Uh, Sorry, in the time of the Temple. Rabbi Ishmael remembers the Temple. And of course, Rabbi Akiva, (laughs) Rabbi Akiva is born after the Temple's been destroyed. And so maybe that's why they have radically different views on what is permitted. And the Rambam comments here, that is to say, and he's trying to explain what Rabbi Ishmael is doing, but he's spelling it out. Rabbi Ishmael is 
That is it. all the profits from buying and selling to those that bring sacrifices from the rest of the people. That's what we're talking about. These are the leftovers. And then he goes on to say, and Rabbi Akiva says, it's not one is not prepared to make profits with holy items, nor with money that belongs to the poor. And then the Rambam concludes a thousand years later. Halacha Karabi Akiva. The halacha is according to Rabbi Akiva. We don't trade with temple property. So let's then go on now. What's done? What was done? with the surplus of the withdrawal. Remember, we withdraw from the, the storehouse three times a year, once for each of the three foot festivals. So if we if we withdrawn, and then when the time comes for the next foot festival, we've got a surplus. Well, what do we do with that? What was done with the surplus of the withdrawal? And the Stam Mishnah answers, the ordinary Mishnah answers, We'd buy plates of gold for covering the interior of the Holy of Holies. It's, it's a lovely idea, really. We'd carry on decorating the temple. Rabbi Ishmael says, this is, he's, of course, following his derech, as we've learned in the previous Mishnah. Rabbi Ishmael, Omer, Motar HaPerot, L'Kayetz HaMizbach. Rabbi Ishmael says the surplus of the produce, and he's talking about the trading surplus now, for the altar's dessert. That means extra sacrifices that they used to bring when the altar was empty. And the rest of the surplus for the ministering vessels. Rabbi Akiva says, Rabbi Akiva Omer, the surplus of the withdrawal was used for the altar's dessert because we don't trade, and the surplus of the libations used for the ministering vessels. And now, what's the surplus of the libations? Well, in this case, we do make some trading profits. So we have some, some suppliers who are contracted to provide, for example, flour. At The example given by the commentators is... Um, uh, three sayers of flour for a seller. If the market price has dropped, then they're obliged to bring four sayers for a seller. But the temple is budgeted for the three, so there's going to be a surplus somewhere, and that will be sold back to pilgrims at some point. And Rabbi Hanania, Skana Kohanim, Rabbi Hanania, the, the chief of the priests, sort of concludes. This surplus from um, essentially price advantages in buying offerings, that's the dessert of the altar. And the surplus from the withdrawal for the temple vessels. And neither of them allowed the surplus of the produce, i.e. neither of them allowed trading with temple property. Now, what about the surplus of the incense? How do we get surplus incense? Well, the temple used to manufacture incense on a 365-day-per-year basis. So they used to manufacture according to a solar year. But, of course, we know that a Jewish year has got um, 10, uh, 10 or 11 days, 354 days, so it's got 11 days fewer than a solar year. 
except of course when it's a leap year and it has 22 days more. So we need some way of processing that's every year if we make incense for 365 days, we're going to be surplus 11 days worth of incense and we need to process it in some way to carry it over because you know, next year or the year after might be a leap year and we might have 20 extra days. And of course, we can't, if it's been manufactured for one year, we can't apply it to the next year. So what would they do? They separate from it the wages of the craftsman and they exchange it for the wages of the craftsman. And then they give it to the craftsman as their wages and they buy back again out of a new appropriation. So they would do some kind of complex sale and buyback with this surplus incense. And then the Mishnah concludes, If the new month had arrived in time, they'd buy back from the new month, otherwise from the old one. And what is going on here? Let's just have a look at these flows because it's not obvious from the Mishnah what is going on. Look, here's the incense from year one on the left-hand side. And the treasurer would, obviously he needs to pay the workmen who made the incense and he's going to take their wages in incense or in some quantity of incense that is equal in value to their wages. And then from the cash room, he's going to take their wages in cash and he's going, to, he's going to exchange the incense for the cash. So the cash becomes holy and the incense becomes unconsecrated. And he can then pay the workmen in incense rather than pay them in cash. Well, that works so far as getting the unconsecrated incense effectively off balance sheet. But of course, the workmen might not be very happy because they can't eat the incense. They can't survive on incense. So what are we going to do? Well, let's take the money now from year two or from the next month. The treasurer takes the workmen's wages in cash. This is from the next year's, the next year's subscription. Pays the wages in cash to the workmen and they will pay back the incense. So we've now bought back our incense, but we bought it back out of the second year's cash. And that means we can then return it to, if you like, year two stock of incense if it's required in year two. So we do, we carry out a financial transaction which would not look out of place in any modern financial institution that was moving its assets on and off balance sheet. That's really what's described in this fifth Mishnah in chapter four. And then as the Mishnah says, If the new month has come in, we can take from the new month. Otherwise, from the old one. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.